I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Right here, so um, yeah, we're joined at the Belrose Hotel by former Manly Gun and Knights player Jamie Bureau. So first of all, cheers for joining us today. No worries, CJ. Thanks for having me. No, um, honestly, no drama. So let's get started. Obviously, your debut for Manly. What was that like for you? It was uh, it was an unbelievable uh, experience when I finally got on the field. Yep. Um, I'd actually uh, sat on the bench for two games prior, um, a full 80 minutes oh. uh, against Melbourne and a full 80 minutes against the Titans. Okay. And uh, both times Des didn't get me on, but uh, third time lucky uh, against Parramatta, which is my junior club. Yep. I got on, we got the win. Tackle and blokes like Fooey Fooey and, <laughs> uh, and Nathan Highmarsh and Jared Hayne. Yep. Obviously, um, some greats you know, within the game. It was pretty cool. And to play at Brookie was, was pretty special too. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about Brookie, the lads had a good win on the weekend after more or less a demoralising loss really to the Dragons. What were your thoughts on the on how they performed this weekend? And against the Eels too. And against like the Eels, yeah. Against yeah. It, uh, look, it was a classic manly uh, ambush. Mm. Uh, Brookville Oval. Uh, Parramatta obviously had been playing some fantastic footy. Yeah. And, uh, probably felt within their rights to come and, and probably get another win. And um, you know, Manly had other plans. I thought it was, yeah, like I said, a classic ambush. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to watch. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, particularly without Turbo and without you know Dylan Walker and, and obviously Adam and you know among others, I think you know they really stood up. It was a good game to watch. It was honestly. I, I was so I have a Timmy comp for the podcast. Like yeah. twenty five people are in it. Myself and one other bloke were the only ones that tip Manly this week. No, even even this mate right here, tip manly. manly Tragic, didn't tip Manly. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was literally the first time I didn't tip them this year because yeah. I thought, oh man, we got smashed by the Dragons. Yeah. I don't give us much hope against the competition leaders. Yeah. But uh, obviously, Manly, you know, they're capable of doing fantastic things at home. Yeah. As you know, you've been a yeah. part of stuff like that. For a, a part of a lot of years. fantastic things for Manly yeah. as yeah. well. So. I've uh, got a full round this league, actually. I tipped the Oh, you got eight out of eight. Oh, oh no way. <laughs> Yeah. Manly and the Raiders were the only ones I missed out on. Yeah. So. One, the ones yeah. I missed out on were the Broncos because I'm a Broncos tragic, ah, okay. and what the Raiders. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So, uh, what do you think of the Broncos at the moment? How things are going there? Um, well, I mean, let's be honest. The, we only beat the Bulldogs because, not because of skill. The Bulldogs are just a worse team this year. Mm. That's how I see it. I'm not liking how the Broncos are going. There's a lot of things that need to be changed, in my opinion. Not necessarily the coach, which everyone's calling for his head. Um, I just don't think the players are gelling well with the coach and vice versa. I just think, yeah, more or less, Broncos are going to get either the Broncos or the Bulldogs are going to get the spoon this year. Whether the Broncos get it or not, I'm hoping they don't, touch wood, but I, I think it's inevitable this year. Honestly, I reckon the Broncos are one of the worst teams I've seen to not be last on the ladder. Yeah, in, in honestly, I agree. We're only not last because we've won like one more game than the, than the Bulldogs. Yeah. And that was against it, the Bulldogs. I find it strange. Uh, yeah. Pre-COVID break, mm. they were fine. They were. Yeah. One so, thing I think it might be was Ben Cross because he was the defensive coach yeah. for the Broncos before COVID and got redundant during COVID. So mm. I think maybe not necessarily him in particular, but maybe they obviously replaced the defensive coach when they were coming back. Yeah. And it's just you know Ben Cross did good things for him and maybe something's gone wrong there. Yeah. Well, so they're certainly playing. 
Yeah, they're certainly playing like they have no defensive coach, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> they're certainly they're playing not, like they have no coach. Best, uh, they're not playing their best. It's uh, probably not something that anyone had envisioned at the mm. start of the year, and mm-hmm. it just goes to show, uh, I suppose, you know, there's a whole lot more than just talent that goes into yeah. making a football team. Oh, that's and, for sure. Uh, now, I've had some experience under um, Seabold, uh, and I think he's fantastic. Mm. Um, so I can't. I can only speak on behalf of my experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a positive one with him as a coach. But mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously there's a bit more going up on them than meets the eye. No, oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Seabold, Obviously, there's something going on maybe with Seabold and the boys, but it's not all Seabold as everyone and the media and the fans are, are trying to claim. I reckon, mm-hmm. but. I don't know, what about yourself when you were playing? Who was the toughest team to go up against mentally and physically for yourself? Uh, and which individual, if you can pinpoint one? Well, the toughest generally, you know, the Storm were always, you know, playing at a high level. Yeah. And they had, you know, some quality players, but they also had a lot of players that, well, they were quite physical and, and, and the style of football they played, you know, that kind of wrestle, grind in your face kind of footy. Um, you always knew you were in for a tough game. Oh. So you always knew you were in for a tough game against uh, the Storm and consistent. Yep. Um, but but certainly the Roosters probably they probably stand out um, probably a bit more, you know, at the the back end of my career, back mm. end of you know, at least from two thousand and thirteen on. Mm. I know in two thousand thirteen we lost them in the grand final, how could I forget? <laughs> oh, um, man, but, that's a sore point. But four four games that year we played against them and they're all epic battles. Um, you know, and, and games since then, both at Manly and, and Newcastle, you just knew you're a really, really well coached team with a lot of really good individuals, but a very imposing uh, forward packs as well. So I'd have to say those two, and it's no surprise that the last 10 years they're probably the two best teams. Yeah, more or less. Um, And speaking of grand finals, you played in the 2011 grand final, the one which obviously Angus definitely remembers and where the sign (laughs) made its debut of the guess what manly hates you too sort of thing. Um, First of all, do you remember seeing that sign at the game and what was the game like for yourself? Well, that sign, I don't know if it debuted there. I think it was around a little bit before that, I'd imagine. Um, Particularly... That attitude was around long before the sign was oh, there. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, so I don't necessarily remember that sign. I remember, uh, I think you popped my Cherry Evans as one that I do remember. <laughs> yeah, and the Cherry Ripe sign as cherry well. Ripe. Yep. The and, Lion uh, Den for Jamie Lion Lion. Den. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I had a, a fan, Kylie Mitchell, she made a sign, Beautiful. That was there. Oh, oh, that's a good yes. one, yes, yes. Um, but uh, look, how could I forget the grand final itself? Fantastic. Um, were you there, I guess? I wasn't there. Yeah. We we missed out. We um we were gonna get tickets, yeah. and then uh, I don't know what came up, but we ended up watching it at home. Yeah, yeah. It was a sea of black. It was mostly Warriors Lots of fans Warriors. there. Oh, well, uh, yeah. You know, obviously there was a lot of Manly fans there too, but they were completely dwarfed by the uh, the Warriors, Warriors fan base. And I would have been a bit daunting running onto the field. For it, you could that. barely hear each other. You know, it was so loud, uh, which was. It was was awesome. it like being in a nightclub but in open air sort of yeah, thing? It, it, yeah, it's probably not a bad way to put it just because, but it was so strange because when you're in a nightclub, you understand that it's going to be loud. Yeah. On a field, you're so used to hearing the crowd, yes, but you also hear yourself speak. Whereas, yeah. you know, in you're this situation, like, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm. And then the, the anthem before the game. Like, and the, and um, the whole theatre Tell me if I'm wrong, they also did the New Zealand anthem for that yeah. grand final as well, yeah. Yeah, which I think was great. Um, I think... Um, particularly New Zealand Warriors, I thought it was necessary, but we had you know, a number of Kiwis within our team yeah. um, who sang it proudly. It almost, considering how many Kiwis are actually playing in the NRL, yeah. there's an argument to be made that it should be played. I think so, know, yeah. anyway. 
Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it was uh, all around a great experience. Obviously, we won. Yeah, so, no, uh, so I haven't got too many bad memories of uh, career final day 2011. No, that's fair. Um, Angus, do you have any questions or topics to um, bring up with Jamie? Well, yeah, on the topic of a grand final day, you also played in probably the other biggest arena in the NRL, State of Origin. You played one game for the Blues. Um, and that was at Etihad, right, in Melbourne? How would you say the, the atmosphere, the crowds and the occasion compares playing Grand Final and Origin? Incredibly similar. I only played, as you said, one game. I read about Still you know, it's a game, minutes. though. Oh, I'm, I don't say that to, uh, to make light of it. I'm certainly appreciative of the experience. Uh, I'm very proud of it. But uh, yeah, very similar, the sound um, it Eddie had was basically completely pro-Queensland. Um, down yeah. in Melbourne, obviously, yeah. the storm full of origin players from yeah. Queensland and stuff. So um, yeah, there was a, it was it was very pro-Queensland. They actually had the dome covered, so yeah. it was like... The echo like, contained. It was crazy. Wow. Again, it was like so loud. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it was incredibly fast. Uh, you know, a bit faster than the grand final uh, was. Um, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, you know, a pretty crazy experience. No, Honestly, yeah. Origins intense, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I get like a sweat up watching it, let alone <laughs> I couldn't imagine what it would be yeah. like playing Origins. No, it's, uh, look, it was a dream come true. It's something that I think we all as football fans, you know, we're pumped for Origin when it rolls around Wednesday. It could be a Saturday one at the end of the year. Do we, yeah. know? we don't know no, when the dates are yet. I, I, it's, when, it's the first three Wednesdays of the NRL. At the end, sorry. November. First three Wednesdays of November. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, good, it'll be Wednesday. I know I'll be getting pizza, sitting down watching it with my kids, yep. uh, just oh, like yeah. I did with my mum and dad. So, yeah, uh, it's almost yeah. like a summer origin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a, so the origin summer series. Maybe bring out the summer bright lager for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And speaking of um, tries and all that, Angus had, an, had a thought in the car on the way here, actually. It was, what would be a standout try in your highlight reel? Because Angus's one in particular is one... Um, can you mention what it was? Oh, it's a bit, it's a pretty obscure one, but the one try that really sticks in my head that you scored for Manly was in 2016. Obviously, you were struggling with injuries and staying in the team and stuff like that. But I remember uh, in round 17, Manly played the Dragons at Brookie, and Manly had hey, been struggling all year, and we absolutely came out of the gates and smashed the Dragons. But you scored a try in the second half, like right after a scrum, where you basically got the ball and you shaped to take a hit up. And you like, did like a little like weave or a little step sort of or something, thing. and you just went straight through and ran 80 meters to score. I don't know why, but that meters, try. 90 meters. 90 meters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was is, that, is that your personal <laughs> try highlight, yeah, do you reckon? Absolutely. Um, it was, uh, yeah, just uh, stepped uh, off the right. Um, you just backed yourself, do you reckon? And uh, just pinned the ears back. <laughs> I think yeah. that tried Josh Dugan broke from the scrum, probably had a chance to run me down. He went for an ankle tap, mm. and I think that may have been what got me there in the end. But, uh, that's certainly a favourite. Probably the other one would be in the 2011 semi-finals. We beat the we beat the Cowboys. Ended oh, up being quite them. a blowout, <laughs> but it was a reasonably close game for the majority. And then uh, I ended up scoring, uh, you know, a try, uh, you know, in a final series where I kind of like lunged out and kind of slammed it down. It yeah. was just pretty cool to, yeah. to score a try in the finals. Mm. And particularly, it was my second year in the top grade and. Um, be a part of such a special win but you cannot go past 90 metres from a scrum I don't yeah, think so that was brilliant that, that still like considering Manly didn't get many positives that year that still sticks in my head as one of the yeah. best moments honestly agreed um, now let's go for some fun sort of questions what's your beer of choice at the moment 
beer of choice. I'm very much a uh, a super dry. Okay. Yeah, I love my super dry, but I also I'm pretty. But mate, I love it. I love an old. So I yeah, drink a dark beer. Mm. Um, and my brother-in-law, uh, he uh, he's got the the fridge set up and makes his own beer and stuff. And we've always got dark beer on tap. So I do love a dark beer. But in my fridge at the moment, I've got a case of supers. Nice. Nice. And how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. Medium rare. Oh, you and me both. Yeah. It, it, it can't be well done. Nah. No, it's, and it can't be still mooing either. Criminal. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not upset if it's still mooing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'd be more upset if it uh, goes Blue. too far the other way. Oh, the other way. Okay, yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Superpower? Yeah. It'd be pretty amazing to be able to read minds, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think You'd be able to read the NRL plays really easy. It'd be an incredibly profitable superpower as well. I yeah. Think. Bets for the next day. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think all in all, uh, there's not too many negatives. Actually, there'd be plenty of negatives too. I imagine you'd be hearing bad things about yourself too yeah. from some people. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if I had that power. If, uh, I think if you had that power, you'd probably try and focus on the positives. Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine getting into Desi's head? Oh, like, oh man, what's going on up That'd there? Send me insane <laughs> Speaking of Desi, what was he like as a coach with your time at Manly? Yeah, he was a fantastic coach. I think incredibly thorough. In his preparation, you know every aspect of it. Um, you know, very probably anal is the word. Um, yeah. You know everything. Down crosses the his T's, dots his eyes, uh, and, and really understands his stuff. Um, he's also a really good uh, people person. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose for, from the outside looking in, that's probably something that that probably doesn't seem as obvious about him. No, he's he seems really pretty good relaxed. At people. And, yeah. Um, he's just really good at reading the room, understanding what each individual needs, and treating them as individuals. It's mm-hmm. not a one-size-fits-all policy with Des. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've shown that with Manly. He's gone there, you know, off the back of the exact same roster that was there in 2017, to just transforming them in 2018. Yeah. That just that's just typifies you know, what Des is able to do. Yeah, no, I agree. And speaking of preparation, I've written down or wrote down. Um, did you have any pre-game rituals or routines? And if not, who had the weirdest one that you saw during your time in the NRL? Um, and what was it? <laughs> mine changed a bit over the course of my career. I've mean, yeah. now got four kids, um, and I, I had my children while I was playing. So I used to. There's always past the night before the game. Yep. Um, generally, um, uh, penne bosciola. Oh, uh, nice. My wife would generally make that for me, or you know, before her, I, um, you know, before she was making it for me, I was making it myself. Mm-hmm. Then they're penne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if it's a night game, I'll have it for lunch as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's just something my old boy kind of pushed into me. If you've got to get pasta, or carbs Carb, in here. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, you know, a lot of them have pasta before a game. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I used to like love to sleep in, which obviously I didn't get the back end of my career with the kids. Yep. Um, yep. So in the back end, it was generally we'd always as a family go to a cafe on game day, yep. you know, get some breakfast together, and then um, outside of that, generally yeah, a bit of tape around my my left wrist sometimes, particularly if there was someone within my family or, or friends that was going through something. It yeah, you tape it and write for the name them. And stuff. No, no, I didn't do the writing. It was just literally black tape because mm-hmm. I didn't need to write because I knew why I was yep. doing it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Personal about thing. writing it on there so everyone could see it. Yeah, because I know some people, yeah. players, yeah. you know, put the tape and then they write names yeah, or yeah, Jesus yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't my um, bread and butter, that one. It was just the tape. But uh, the strangest one, I haven't encountered a whole lot. Mm. Um, 
know of a few that that are much like me had to have a specific meal the night before. Yeah. Um, you know, steak and veg or something like that. Or steak and sweet potatoes. Tom Simons. Okay. Had to always have that. Um, but refused to call it a, uh, a, a routine, a, a routine or a ritual. A ritual, yeah. It, uh, goes, no, I just have it every day before yeah, a game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nothing. There's nothing. Just own it, mate. Yeah. Just own it. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, look, I know some people that walk you know, a particular speedo all the time or undies. Uh, I know of people that have put on you know one particular song yeah. before the or other. Or some like have to be the first in line to get the rub down yeah. sort of thing. I've or heard. like uh, you know, Clemmer um, mm. has to be last off the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah, really? That's, that's interesting. interesting. It's pretty really funny, actually. Um, <laughs> There's like some people try and, and uh, push him and, onto and trick him. <laughs> I mean, someone tried to trick him uh, last year mm. and uh, almost got him. Well, they may have got him. I'm not sure. And he was oh. rovable. <laughs> so oh, I didn't do man. it again. But he, he generally will game? wait and then check. <laughs> no, he doesn't have many bad games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're probably some of the, the stranger that's ones. That's interesting. Yeah, last off the bus. Yeah. Okay. It's probably becoming less common now, I think, because... Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? I've been out of the game 12 months. Maybe it's not less common. Yeah. So no, maybe it's still doing it. What, how is your time in training you and what are you doing with yourself these days? No, it's been good. Um, I, I work for the uh, the Rugby League Players Association. Yep. So yep. for the Players Union, it's something that I was incredibly passionate about when I was playing and just a really natural fit for me um, you know, post-football. So... You know, obviously there's been plenty happening in rugby league in the last six months, so uh, it has a, it's been quite a baptism of fire. Mm-hmm. But uh, the outside of that, I'm actually playing a bit of local footy for Belrose, oh, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, in the Sydney Shield. But we'll see if we can get a game going. It looks like COVID's about to fire up again. Yeah, I mean, let's hope it doesn't. Yeah, fingers crossed. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, what are your thoughts now, obviously, with the new rules, you know, the back-to-one ref, the six again, and the captain's challenge? What, how do you think it's impacting and or improving the game? Well, I think, I think you'd have to argue that at this point in time, the rules have been a, a benefit. Oh, um, you know, yeah. having the single ref. I think the initial fear, particularly from the players, um, you know, and coaches, was that um, having one less ref would be detrimental to the ruck and it'd be mm. slower. But That's in fact, more. it's it's become Picking faster. Up, yeah. I think because the players don't have the pocket ref kind of checking how long they could push the boundaries they're quick to get off because they know that the ref can only see a certain part of it so you better not yeah you know, kind of and then obviously the six again rule i think has been a great addition um again i, I was um, skeptical of its inclusion after the break mm. just without having to be able to practice it and see how it went um to a to an nth degree which was just proven to be you know at this point in time, we're only uh, what eight weeks you know, in. But back into I think uh, this weekend. I yeah. think uh, I'd I'd say at this point it's got to get a pass mark uh, mm. for how effective it's been in speeding up the game. Hundred mm. percent. Mm. I mean, I, I um found it like back when it first came in. Of course, there's like a, there's like a kind of a warming up period where there's new stuff and you, you struggle to keep track of it for a little bit. Uh, but then eventually you're like, oh yeah, this is good. I got the hang of it and it. It does work wonders, the six again rule, and the game's so fast, and you can really see like who the fitter and more uh, footy smart players are yeah. out there. That's I'd have to sure. agree. I'd have to agree. Honestly, yeah. Um, just trying to think of topics, really. Um, done the routines. All right. During your time at both teams, the Knights and Manly, uh, who was the funniest teammate, or like you know the prankster, jokester sort of person, or was it you? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, we had, when I was uh, probably 
at Manly, there was a number of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Robinson, uh, he was, you know, uh, he was great for a prank or, or a joke. Um, you know, Brett Stewart also was another okay, one. Yep. Um, to be honest, that whole Brent Kite, mm-hmm. that whole crew there, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of funny blokes. That just uh, very old school mentality in, in a lot of ways, which I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I got to kind of be at the back end of that kind of old school. Um, yeah. It's certainly not something that's there now, which is, you know, for better or worse, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, did you miss that towards the end of your career, do you Yeah, reckon? I definitely did. It's uh, once you get a taste for, for that, and it's not, you know, sometimes you ask two different people what old school is, and you know, one will say it's this vulgar you know, carry on and fights and all that stuff, and then the other ones will just say, look, it's just really about enjoying a good time. Like, it is, it is, rugby league is a professional sport, but you know, the but best you, teams enjoy what they're doing. And yeah, part they, of that they get is, paid to train and play with their mates. Yeah. And, uh, and part of that involves, you know, building those relationships off the field, where mm. it's dinners and beers and all that type of stuff. And um, I'm not saying that it's extinct, but it's not as common as it used to be. Mm. And uh, well, the House of Grouse, so a lot, uh, there was like six or seven Roosters players in the early 2000s. Chris Walker, Shannon Hegarty, um, Mick Crocker, and all them all had. They called it the House of Grouse. They all lived together for like three years. And yeah. he said the shenanigans that they got up to can only come out in a biography book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. An M rated one? Oh, yeah. likely. Probably, yeah. yeah. It, uh, but yeah, but at Newcastle, um, yeah, no one actually just kind of. Uh, I think the, the Safiti boys uh, yeah. generally are putting a, a bit of shit on people for a laugh. Um, <laughs> you know, Connor Watson and, and Caelan Ponger are usually trying to get each other in some yeah. capacity. Yeah, they look like they're the G up twins together, yeah. sort of thing. Oh, they are. They're good together. They're, they're, they're a fair laugh. What about the Rostog? The Rostog? He seems like a character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rostog, he, um, he actually would be one that, that did that, um, did plenty of pranking, that's for sure. Yeah. He, um, he's a live wire. What's the most yeah. standout prank that, obviously, you can mention on the podcast, um, that you either experienced or saw happen or, in general, at your time at Manly and at the Knights? It's not something that, uh, not something that I've seen. It's one that's been told before. I think yep. a couple of uh, ex-players. I think it was a year or two before my time. Yeah. Um, but Des has got a brand new pair of joggers that he really loved. Yeah. And uh, you know, apparently they're uh, kind of. He, he spoke a lot about them, about you know how much he'd spent on them, all this jazz. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> they were getting fog- for trouble. They were getting fogged. Um, early in the pre-season and um, so one of the boys decided to steal the laces from one of his shoes <laughs> and uh, and basically left a ransom note and said like if you don't um, ease up on us if you don't ease up on us you know these won't be returned so the next next couple next week they got flogged even more <laughs> so then they cut up a piece of the shoelace oh. and put it in an envelope and said no I'm dead serious you've got to uh, or uh, if you don't ease up you know they're all going to be gone oh man <laughs> and um, anyway that kept going for a while until like they chopped them all up and sent it apparently chopped mm. them all up and sent it to which he was absolutely furious um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but anyway they got through that season and was almost forgotten about he no longer wore the shoes and all this type of stuff and um then uh, I think it was at the back end of that year he went to one of the boys' weddings, uh, and uh, at that wedding, 
um, one of the boys gave him the laces back. He goes, oh, mate. <laughs> I just threw them shoes out. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, just... Uh, that's yeah, that's honestly that's, the best like a long yeah, yeah that's, that's a long time that's a long yeah. term but that's what I mean that these these boys the uh, that kind of I come through uh, and got to kind of learn you know, football under are just uh, bloody hilarious group mm. yeah and what about a, um, a stand up prank while you're at the Knights? Uh, I'm trying to think. There was a few. I'm sure there's a heap, but I can't uh, off the top of my head. I can't think of one. In Probably just pranking Clemmer, trying to get him off the bus. Before yeah. The last. <laughs> no, you, you don't want to do too much of that. Um, yeah, he's fiery, isn't he? In team yeah. Uh, he's an absolute legend, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, actually. I know there was a lot of um, banter between individuals, um, but yeah, I just can't think off the top of my head. No, that's right. fair. Speaking of Desi, though, um, were you playing the game that um, there was iconic footage, of course, um, after an absolute spray at a half time back in 2010 or something? Of course, there's the it still gets played now and now and then the of him ripping the door off at Singers. Were you playing that game? No, I was. Uh, I was in the squad. Mm-hmm. I think that was round one. Uh, were you at the game uh, though? Nah, so yeah. I was playing Q Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a laugh. And I think mm. in the footage you see Jamie Lyons. He shits himself. There's a door coming at me. But you did come through the Manly Juniors. Obviously, you're, you're a local. You came through with um, players like Kieran Four and Cherry Evans. What was it like progressing with players like that and then ending up winning a premiership with them? It's, um, Good question, it's actually a Parramatta junior, but oh. I came in the first year of 20s. Um, mm. So 2008. To Manly. Yeah, to Manly. So I was 17. Um, and then, as you said, I came through with, with those players. And it was, it was really, um, I suppose, making the move uh, from Blacktown to, to Manly was an easy decision on the surface. But uh, and going and playing footy with a, you know, a completely new bunch of blokes that I'd never really met or interacted with before, it was, you know, a, very, it was a very new experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, the same can be said for Daly, who'd come down from Queensland, yeah. and Jared, who'd come from rugby, and... Um, you know, even Kieran had kind of come through, he'd come through a few of the grades, so it's a little bit less for him, but he was so, he was a year or two younger, so he was like, yeah. he's a baby still. Um, <laughs> but uh, we kind of all were, had that nervous energy, and quickly because we were new, we kind of formed, you know, relationships quite easy, and then that obviously we got to the play. 2011 season, like a few years yeah. of knowing each other, working together sort of thing. Absolutely, particularly in 2009, we really had a great season. We started developing as individuals, you know, as players, and... You know, I suppose really um, pushing forth our claims to play first game in the future. And we just had the fair bit of confidence, and then kind of uh, particularly myself and, and Daly uh, and Darcy Lussick, and we went and played Q Cup for half a season together before I debuted that year, and, and Daly got to debut and, and Darcy. So it was it was really good to be a part of, and you know they're still some of my good mates today. That I suppose yeah. when you when you go on and working really hard and um, playing really hard. And, having a good time off the field and those relationships just developed so yeah. you know a byproduct of that sorry not a byproduct but one of the best parts of that was we could enjoy each other's success which yeah. was good yeah, and we makes. could achieve those things almost side by side the whole way and, yeah um, yeah i'd have to say it's a it's pretty special and it's, i suppose it's what you see on certain teams particularly good junior teams you see them all progress here yeah. through and it's of a benefit to the club so yeah, uh, I'm grateful for it, that's for no. sure. I suppose, looking back on your career, um, what would be your personal highlight and your personal low light, potentially? 
My personal highlight would have to be um, it's a hard one, but my debut obviously fantastic. Win the grand final. Um, would probably it'd probably be the grand final, but yeah. it'd also be on par with replaying my 150th game, which seems really strange, but. Um, but that's still I've gone through so many, um, you know, really bad injuries. I've gone, I've yeah. had a heap of bad luck, um, and I, I think I played you know, about a hundred and something games, you know, without missing any. Yeah. Uh, within kind of four years, and then it took me like five years to play fifty games. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it would have been a very big personal, emotional triumph. Yeah. It's um, so that was that was one of them ones, but but certainly the grand final. I'm a Manly fan. We won the comp 2011. That's that's. So you were a Manly fan growing up? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So uh, so that was an absolute dream come true. Uh, low light. Probably injuries, I guess. Yeah, it'd have to be the injuries. Um, just trying to think. Like, okay, which one would be the worst injury? Do you reckon that you had for well, you probably, emotionally? Probably the hardest one was my second knee, Rico. Mm. I'd. Um, I'd done my I'd done my ACL the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up making the semis. I think we got bundled out by the dogs, but we actually had a good team. Mm. We, we actually got decimated in like the last two games. We ended up Matty Bowen was injured. Um, we had myself out. We had two or three others out. I think mm. if we were all in there, I think a few we would first choice players shake. Were, yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so I did my ACL. I got back for round two, so then I've been about six months, which oh, is like wow. a really good recovery, yeah. and I was stoked with it. And I actually went on to play six or seven like ripper games. Um, you know, I was playing lock, which I enjoy playing. Yep. We were was that your favourite position? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, we were having a lot of success, and then down in Melbourne, uh, we went down. Um, Anzac Day actually we were, oh, I remember that game yeah and uh, we ended up it was a good win in the end uh, Wolfie scored the Wolfie, corner yeah. and uh, anyway at about the 60th minute I just got through 60 minutes uh, trainer come on and said next set um, you're coming off for a spell and then you come back on for the last 10 I said oh, I'll just take one last carry before I come on yeah I took the carry stepped off my um, stepped off my left and my knee slid out and my knee just exploded oh. I got tore my medial off the bone uh, tore my ACL, did the cartilage. It was like my knee. That's like a horror injury. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you see the footage of it, uh, which we'll, we'll play that during this episode. Well, I don't know if you'd be able to find it, but if you I'll can, try my best. <laughs> it's like you just see the knee just go, like and uh, and obviously it was so loose that the the trainer, uh, sorry, the the doctor was said I don't really want to test it too much because there's no ligament and no. if I go too far I'll snap it. There was the like actually no ligament left sort of um, thing in that area. Wow. So then uh, I kind of we flew back uh, flew back went and saw the surgeon almost immediately he had to operate within a couple of days which generally they wait for the swelling but because yeah. the medial was off the bone it had to be reattached because if the medial isn't reattached almost straight away then you have to get a medial reconstruction. Which yeah, is, that would not be fun. And then I would ha- then I have to get the ACL. So they just did them both at the same time. And he said, look, there's a chance that you're not going to be able to play again. Oh, um, shit, that would have been so disappointing. If I don't get it right, it's going to be quite difficult. So that would have to be the lowest point. Um, and just because I'd worked so hard to get back, mm. I was playing really good footy. And then, you know, it was quite unlucky. Mm. And then... That's why it would have definitely it. made the 150 game so much yeah. more special for you. Um, yeah. And then, like, then jaw, thumb, foot. Yeah. I had them all after that too. But anyway, 
It nah. is what it is. No, that's true. That's true. But no. Um, do you have any more questions or topics, Angus? I've got maybe a few more, but um, yeah. Uh, oh, some would you rather's. Oh yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah. I'll start off with um, this is the fun section. Where <laughs> we make you choose between two things. Okay. Don't worry, we won't make you choose between your children or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I guess we'll start off with um, a footy-related one. Would you rather? These are both things you've done. Would you rather win a premiership or play an origin game and then win the series? Which, I mean, didn't happen in 2012, but... Probably win a premiership. Um, I haven't spent enough time in the origin arena. I'd imagine if you ask someone who's lost two series and then had formed them friendships and stuff, they might say that. But for me, winning a premiership, you know, you kind of... That starts in November and you train um, all you know, the way until the blood, October. sweat and tears all yeah. the way to October and you need a bit of luck and hard work and um, you know to get that at the end you know there's a culmination of your hard work yeah, mm. win a premiership special isn't it yeah. not many people get to do that no. Nathan Heimosh um, <laughs> 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 he had plenty of chances yeah, yeah. absolutely he had, a couple of, he had a couple of goals um, would you rather have played in the NRL or been a different professional athlete for a different sport? Well, probably because I've played in the NRL, I'll say the other sport. Yeah? Okay, uh, what sport I, would it be? Oh, cricket, sure. Oh, I'd love yeah. to play for Australia. I'd love to be... Angus is a cricket Kind of bat at number four and just be like a part-time offie, like pup or something. Yeah. With less drama around him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, be another yeah. pup or Steve Smith, like yeah. slogging it. And yeah, we'll go Smitty, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, definitely. Good. I love... Uh, look, I'm not overly good at it, but I love cricket and I love watching it. So uh, I go around the house still now. Is there a tragic? Mate, give it away. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I'm like a 10th grader when it comes to cricket. Yeah. <laughs> what about oh, yourself, cool. Angus? What, 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 what's another would you rather that you reckon you could go? Um, um, would you rather kick a uh, game-winning field goal or score a game-winning try? Oh, that's a good one. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably say field goal because I haven't done, done that before. It'd yeah. be pretty cool to, uh, I suppose, have all the pressure come onto you and and you you deliver for your team that'd be pretty cool yeah not that i want that pressure but it'd be pretty cool to, <laughs> yeah to, uh, to do the i did yeah. it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like Corey norman for the dragons this weekend oh, he, he, missed it. he missed the field goal but then stole the game with a try know, what a man. game yeah well, um, mr clutch from manly dce he's been in that yeah. position many times oh, bread and butter he just uh both feet as well he doesn't for fun yeah. i remember <laughs> i remember the first time he pulled the left-footed uh field goal we were playing the dragons i think it was 2009 in the 20s and we were up by a bit and it was like the bell was about to go and he said all right i'm gonna Fuck try it. on the left extra he point just, just smacked it from 30 out with his left foot he's like oh that's pretty good wow, what a boot <laughs> wow would you rather be a coach or a captain oh well definitely captain yeah i think I've just seen how much work goes into being a coach. You don't envy Des, his position. No. And, <laughs> no. uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, the amount of work and the sacrifice as a coach, and there's plenty of sacrifices as a player, but kind of as a player, you, you kind of come in in the morning and you train, you work hard, and particularly as a captain, okay, you, you're making sure that you're being a mentor to a lot of the players coming through and things like that, and, mm. and offering advice and, and building team. And then you go home and you kind of work on aspects of your game, particularly with video and stuff. 
but then there's an off switch so I think as a coach there's no you basically switch. get in a five you prep for the day you go through the day you deal with every individual then you go home and then you cut up video and look at ways in which you beat the team next week and, and you prep for the next day for the next day and then you come in and it's like yeah well, so that's, is, yeah. that's a no from me this is great because like a lot of people like someone um, one of the um, I used to have the taxi service to school back in the day mm-hmm. one of my drivers um was kind of into footy but not really um she kept saying you know what? i could be a coach all you do is sit in a box and yell things <laughs> there's a lot of work nah, and prep that goes uh, into it. Like, it's and, a tough job and, and the same goes for assistant coaches yeah. um you know they're doing a heap of work too as well as the if coaches and stuff and um yeah look it's something that captaincy um is something that i enjoyed and particularly when you can help other players particularly teaching in mm. much in the same way of coaching but without the the go home, take home the responsibility as the coaching has. Yeah. yeah no, that's fair. Um, do you believe in the old adage that um, old favourite sons don't make good coaches? Other than Des Hasler, because he was a ripper halfback and he's a ripper coach. I think. Uh, I think there's an element of truth just because the favourite son sometimes is rushed in because he's a favourite son. Yep. Um, I think. You know. I think there's nothing, nothing teaches you like, I suppose, experience. And you see with coaches who have kind of gone through an apprenticeship of sorts, but never played, generally have, you know, uh, a better run at it. Uh, and I mean that in general, uh, for coaches in general. I mean, so look at Bellamy. He was yeah. a product of Bennett as an apprentice. Yeah. Stuff. And then you just have a look at uh, even, um, you know, O'Brien at the Knights, yep. very early in his tenure that he's gone through his apprenticeship so and stuff. Well. So sometimes with the favourite son, I think it's an easy an easy option, almost an easy PR exercise if you're sacking a coach and say, we'll bring back one of our own and bring, back bring people back on, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, that doesn't mean that they can't coach, but mm, no, no, unfortunately no what we have seen is you know, the overwhelming majority just aren't really prepared for it. Yeah. Like, what happens with a favourite son is they're brought in and then if they don't work, they're spat out and they kind of they don't normally get another gig no, because no. they kind of been brought in maybe before their time mm. and then they're spat out by their their team yeah. and uh, unfortunately it's to their detriment that they can't maybe get another gig. So yeah, yeah I'd have to say it, it, there's there's an element of truth there. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, um, do you have any more topics? Can't think of any. I mean, last bit I could say is, do you have any advice for any kids or youngsters that are, you know, hoping to make it in the big league one day? Just keep enjoying yourself. I think uh, is the main thing. I know, you know I've played football you know, every chance I got, school footy, club footy, you know, rep footy if I made it. Every never too many games. <laughs> played it, you know, at, at home against friends and um, even I against think, yourself probably. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's. It's one of the things where um, it's kind of cheesy almost as it sounds is that there's so many, um, I know there's so many players I played against who were better than me that never made it. I think Because hard work beats talent and talent well, doesn't work. Yeah, sort of you're very much in that in that vein, but it's, uh, you, know, you just got to keep putting yourself in the frame. If, you, if, you, if you're putting the work in and you're going out there and you're enjoying it, then um, you're in the frame. You know, there's so much about, so much, very much, it's very opportunistic almost mm. playing in RL. You know, there's plenty of great players that get stuck behind. That get stuck you know, in reserve grade for the whole career, yeah. yeah. And, and the same can be said for players coming through in juniors. You know, mm. They may seem like you know, they're stuck behind a number of really good players, but 
you keep playing, keep enjoying yourself, put yourself in the frame, you don't know what opportunity might present itself, and if you're ready and prepared to take it, then that's yeah. how you go up the, the ladder. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair, and honestly, that's basically all the questions and topics. Yeah, Do you have anything you'd like to say, or questions for us? <laughs> no, I'm good. Who was your idol growing up in, in the sport um, of the NRL? Probably had a few, but uh, probably the main one for me uh, was probably Ben Kennedy. Oh, uh, big Ben Kennedy. BK. He, uh, I think just the way he played, you know, at Newcastle and Origin, and then obviously Manly, being a Manly fan. Like, I loved him so much. He had these ugly Reebok boots. He was uh, a <laughs> Bowery sponsor, and I was probably one of seven people that bought a pair. Um, and, yeah, just the way he played and... Um, just so much of what he brought to Manly, like mm. it, they just kind of, he just turned. He was like the star to, signing that year. Yeah, he just kind of. Yeah. They had a lot of really good young players, Anthony Walkmore, you know, and the Stewarts and all that coming through. But he was able to kind of instill uh, Jason King, kind of instill a, I don't know, a confidence and culture in him that just just made me really look up to him. Like, oh, look at the impact this man, one man, has had on this team. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for so, such a little, he only played two seasons. Yeah. Manly, but had such an impact. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably BK. Look, obviously being a man of the fan, twos, me being somewhat little, I'm not as small as twos, but he always played above his <laughs> Is weight. Is anyone other than Alfie? No. Yeah. It's uh, a man like him who played above his weight. And then, obviously, Beaver being a headgear wearing uh, back roller. Um, and scoring so, that as many tries as he did. Yeah. So, did uh, he inspire you to wear headgear? Yeah, no, just, what no, was the decision behind that? I got knocked out ah. uh, twice in one week. Like oh, I said, oh, I got um, yeah. I played footy Thursday, Saturday, Sunday mm. uh, with different teams, and you got knocked out on the Thursday and the Sunday. Thursday and the Sunday. Dad oh, didn't let wow. me play Saturday, and got knocked out on the Sunday. Went and saw a, a doctor, and uh, they just said that it was just um, pure coincidence. Oh, yeah. There wasn't anything wrong. It had a scan, and everything. Um, they just suggested I have a week off, which, like, in this day and age, is probably a month off. But mm. uh, And Dad, Mum and Dad just said, all right, if you want to keep playing, you'll wear a headgear. I, I don't think he did right absolutely on. anything yeah. for concussions. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it, uh, it kept Mum happy, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my mum, when I was playing... Yeah, yeah, my mum was like, if you're playing, you've got to wear shoulder pads and headgear. Yeah. So, nah. sometimes they're the trade-offs. Yeah, it's like, if I get to play, and that's how I get to play. Yeah. Yeah. Do they make headgear that big? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, nah, honestly, yeah. Thank I should say my dad says hi, by the way. He's, oh, a okay. He's been the man of his whole life. Oh, nice. He wanted to say um, he really enjoyed your work ethic and your, your playing for Manly for all those years in the early 2010s. So, yeah. on behalf of my dad, Greg, uh, thank you, Jamie. No worries. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Thank you, Angus. Yeah. <laughs>